Hello, I'm Matt Harrison and welcome to the Geary Cast on Sport Direct Radio, the podcast for all the Geary's out there who follow Malaga Club the Football. Joining me as always is Chris Marquez and it's just the two of us today, Chris, but how are you doing? I'm doing uh, quite well. Yeah, it's going to be a quiet episode, uh, this yeah. one, uh, but I'm doing very well. I'm happy to be here as uh, usual. Yeah. Um, how's your week been? Uh, Friday drunk, Saturday hangover, Sunday lazy day, Monday awful day with the Malaga game, but that later, and uh, today we are here. Yeah. So how was your uh, holiday? Because you went on a, on a small holiday trip for a week. I did, I went to um, all those magical cities of Andalusia, which with all the football clubs that Malaga <laughs> love to visit, so yeah, I went to Sevilla for a couple of days, which was, as everyone told me beforehand, excruciatingly hot but it was you know it was fine I had the sort of bit of a ghost town then I went to Jerez and I don't like sherry but I thought I had to drink sherry there and that was surprisingly nice and then I was in Cadiz which of course Cadiz are in the news over the last last 24 hours because they've been promoted to the Primera so I was very lucky because I I don't really like them for, you know, as we've spoke on this podcast before, I don't like their football team. Um, brilliant city, though, I will say. Brilliant, 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 brilliant city. But um, I had to, I was there the night where they could have got promoted and it was very busy in the bars and I thought, I really don't want to be caught in a promotion party. But Fuenlabrada beat them, surprisingly. So I escaped the next day before the party. Um, and I had extra reason to one friendler Brada to win because Chico Flores came off the bench for them for you. Swansea Swansea hero. But um yeah, it was great. So that was that was fun. Um I got to watch both Malaga games. I got to watch the Malaga game against Deportivo in an Irish bar in Seville. I sort of hid in the corner with my tablet and watched it. And yeah, and then last night, well wasn't quite so good. So just before we move on to talking about the games, we'll just have a quick update of how our league table is looking at the moment. Because uh, it's it, it sort of went from looking really, really good to back on the edge again. So Racing and Extra Madura, they are gone. They, you know, they are mathematically a long way off. They are relegated. So that means there's two places left. Uh, Albacete lost last night to Elche 2-0 which puts them uh, 20th and on 46 points. Then just above them, Lugo on 46 points in 19th. Then Numancia on 47 points in 18th place. Depo in 17th on 48 points. Ponferradina on 16th on 48 points. And then Malaga sit there at position 15 on 49 points. Uh, And incredibly, Oviedo have sort of look like they've climbed out of it just above Malaga but um so we're on 49 points and we've well I think I've spoken a couple about two weeks ago I was saying 48 should be enough I think we can probably say it might not be now Chris I agree with you I think and that's just a, a little guess that 50 will be enough I agree I think that one more point should do it. It's not certain, though. Um, it's, I think I said a few weeks ago, I looked at the league tables from the last 10 years and only one team has got relegated on 50 points, I think. So hopefully there's 
not a second. Who knows? Maybe forty nine might be enough, but we are going to be very brave if we do that. And I was quite surprised actually that Ponferradino had dropped down into it again, but I realised they lost to Numancia and Lugo, where they've dipped and. Oviedo have just climbed from nowhere and beaten Las Palmas and Zaragoza and I think they're okay now. But um, of course Malaga have got Alcorcón left and Almeria. They're our next two games. Both quite tough games but um, later in the podcast we have an interview with a fan of Alcorcón. Um, another Irish lad again. We seem to love getting Irish and Northern Irish lads on this podcast to talk about Spanish football it seems. But um what about the clubs around this, Chris? What's their fixture list looking like at the end? Um, <clears throat> I'll start with Lugo. They play against Tenerife and they play against Mirandes. Okay. I think that's, uh, that's good. So, oh, well, no, it's not really. I suppose those two teams don't have much to play for, do they? And Lugo do. Well, um, let's say Tenerife is still three points. Uh, behind on uh, playoffs. Okay. So, I think they have something to play for. Yeah, let me say it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> a bit, maybe. Um, and then we have um, Albacete. And Albacete, I had it here. Yes. Albacete has to play against two difficult teams. That's uh, Real Zaragoza. Mm-hmm. We're playing for the second place in the Liga Smart Bank. And their last game is against Cadiz. Okay. Just, let's, let's, let's just hope Cadiz are not going to do what Liverpool did in the Premier League and just party for a week and then not turn up to the <clears> game and not be very good. So, yeah, I agree with you. Zaragoza might be... That's a very good game for, for Malaga because they are still fighting, aren't they? So... Yes, um, and then there's Numancia. Um, I think Numancia, because they have, I think, one more point. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, but we have, we have a better goal average. So um, if Numancia loses one game, um, they cannot get above us okay. because they can only get three more points in their last game and we have a better goal average. So um, They play against Wisca and also in their last game play against Tenerife. Okay, so they've got tough ones as well. So I suppose, really, we've all got quite tough games. We'll maybe talk a little bit later about the Alcogon and sort of how that might not be as tough for us now, but I think we'll still be tough. But yeah, yeah they're all... They're all quite tricky, aren't they? I still think we, we'll do it. I, I'm still quite confident, but, well, we'll talk a little bit later about why my confidence might have been knocked a little bit. So, um, I suppose now's a good time, Chris, to go back to last Wednesday when we took on Deportivo and look back at what happened there because that was quite good. <laughs> So we're going back to last Wednesday, which again, the, these games come so thick and fast, it feels 
a very long time ago now. It was I, I was in Seville, as I said earlier. I was hiding in an Irish bar who kindly let me steal their Wi-Fi to watch it because I don't think many pubs in Seville would have shown a Malaga game. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah, going back to that, I was starting at the beginning then, Chris. Starting 11, on last week's podcast, I made the outlandish claim that I think Ishmael could be used as a centre-back. And I believe over on our one of our brother channels on Sport Direct Radio, I was mocked for that, I believe. Yes, they uh, <laughs> found it funny, and he did, and it happened. Uh, so that, how did you feel when that came up? Because I think we spoke about it on the podcast, and you didn't seem to be against the idea either. I thought it was a good idea, and uh, I mentioned it. I mentioned it in the in the Frequencia Malagista, mm-hmm. which is the Spanish program, uh, like the Giri Coast, mm-hmm. and they were laughing at me. <laughs> and uh, in the app, in the WhatsApp group we have, they were laughing as well. They went, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um, but then when it happened that night, and he was playing a very good game in that position. Yeah, they, um, of course, right. Mu- yeah, much better than Diego Gonzalez is. So I started laughing back. And I spoke to them yesterday. I was listening to their program and I was commenting on the on their show and I was also uh rubbing it down their uh rubbing it down uh, to them so yeah not now this gone too much to my head but I believe I was called a genius after which I was quite quite flattered with but um yeah I don't think there was there was many other surprises really in that lineup Thank you Massa Oh thanks oh yes Again, because he started, because he started yesterday. I forgot he started that game as well. Yeah, that was um, that was a bit of a surprise. And maybe he's a good good place to start then. So first half, well, I, I, like my first reaction was because he was playing, was to look at Ben Kamasa and think, please don't do anything silly. Please don't do anything silly. But I thought he played okay. Actually, I thought he didn't do anything wrong from what I recall. What about you? How? Because I know we. We attack him quite a bit on here, but how do you think he played? I think he played one the best game of his career. Oh, that's a big claim. I can't say I've watched every game of his yeah. career, but <laughs> me neither. But that's what what I'm guessing because <laughs> I I looked at him yesterday and it was this was one of the worst on the pitch again. So no, he did a good job against Depor. Yeah, um, and and what did you think of that first half in general? Um, I thought it was Malaga was the better one. That's for sure. Uh, we had some changes, some chances, but not not so many as as I hoped for. Uh, but yeah, Malaga was definitely the better one. Yeah, yeah. Because when I was sitting there with in my with my pint of beer in the pub, I was I don't know if it was the beer and the fact I was exhausted from all the heat, but I was quite relaxed in there and feeling like oh, I, I've it gave me a good feeling straight away and. Um, I think it was noticeable in the first half straight away how that Ishmael as a centre-back with Sifu ahead, how well that worked because it sort of, it meant Sifu could run up the pitch a bit further or maybe not further, a bit more frequently and he knew Ishmael would cover him because Ishmael's a right-back. I thought it was, yeah, I thought they were they were great really And but the, like you said, I think there weren't many clear chances 
and that was what I'd say the only thing missing. But Depot were like I think we spoke to Depot fan Andrew that week before on the podcast, and um, I think he called it right. Actually, he said they they can rotate and and they don't deal with perhaps counter attacking teams so well and. Well, I don't know. Would you say we played counter-attacking? Now I think about it, we were quite forceful from what I remember a week ago. No, we were definitely not uh, a counter, counter-attacking because we we had the ball possession, we were the better ones. Uh, they they just weren't up for, for Malaga like, uh, like we thought they would be. Yeah, definitely. They, they, it was surprising because I think... I think you in particular said maybe one of the episodes before that a few Malaga fans were targeting this game as the one that would decide everything and you and you said oh I don't know why we're picking the Depot game because they because they'd hit a little bit of form hadn't they but um yeah they really were yeah they really they won were. against Wesco I believe right yeah that's right yeah they um they won a couple of well they they have done a a little bit like Oviedo have done over the last couple of games where they seem to climb out of it a little bit. Um, mm. You know, and now they're, they're in this pretty much the same position as us. Well, you know, a worse position. They've got a point less. Um, and then second half, um, we had a triple substitution towards the start of the second half. What So we had Munez, Hicham and Roland coming on. And they came on for Ben Kamasa, Adrian and, and Tete. Uh, perhaps we'll talk about some of those players that came on shortly, but I don't know about you, I was a bit let down with Tete Morente. I thought he was a bit quieter than usual because he's been obviously one of our best players since the restart or second half of the season, I suppose. What did you think of him? Yeah, I think uh, Tete Morente played his, his worst game until now for Malaga against uh, Depor. He just wasn't there and, and that's okay because you cannot shine... Uh, mm-hmm. Every every minute, every game. So uh, yeah, I hope. And and how how much do you reckon that triple substitution had a positive effect on the game for Malaga? Well, I got scared when I saw Roland coming on <laughs> because I thought Roland and Benkemasa. Wow, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I I I can't imagine. I didn't really pay much attention to Roland. How did how did he play? Uh, he was um, a bit like we said with Ben Kamasa earlier. He um, he didn't do anything fancy. He just played it quite safe. But actually, that's exactly what we needed, I think, because obviously Hicham is a bit more, you know, he flies up the pitch a bit more. And, and even Munez, who, who is usually a bit more defensive, I would say, he was, he was getting forward or getting a little bit further up the pitch. So Roland just sort of stayed in the middle. Not that he was flying into tackles like Kaide Barre would, or he was covering lots of ground, but he seemed, yeah, again, I didn't really notice him too much, but I suppose that's probably a good thing. Um, I think so. And then we'll go on to, uh, I know we'll do our Chumbo and Biznaga later, and uh, I've still not quite decided on my Biznaga, but certainly one of the names I've written down, and I might decide on him by the end of this chat, is... Munez, how how good do you think Munez was when he came on? He was uh, decisive with it, with his pass. I think uh, he he made the the match. Yeah, he was. Um, actually, uh, my 
my dad and my brother watch this game because um, my brother's staying with my dad. My, my dad lives in France. Uh, so I've been subjecting them to Malaga games when they've got no t- uh, no football to watch at home. And, and my one of the first things my dad said was like, who's that number 34? He, he said he seemed to be everywhere. And I said, yeah, that's, that's Luis Nunez. He, he can be everywhere. Um, yeah, he, he was... He was decisive, but maybe, maybe not as decisive as Hicham, because uh, again we've spoke. I think I said on one of the first podcasts we did before the first game, I I I didn't really have any logic behind it. I said that I think Hicham is going to be decisive in in the next few weeks, and he's perhaps been a little bit of a letdown, but not in this game. How did he feel? What what effect did Hicham have on the game? Um, Apart from the obvious, <laughs> I find it I find it difficult because he scored the goal, uh, but minutes before the goal, he got a very big chance that he shouldn't miss. Mm, I yeah, I agree. It was a good chance. Is I don't know. I think it was quite. It was a come across him quick, but yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, you've, I suppose you do have a good point there, but um, but he did I score. Think if you, if, <laughs> If if Luis Munoz don't doesn't give the pass and and of course Hicham walks uh, in the right line gets the ball um, controls it well and 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 makes the goal um, but I think in in such important matches you get not so many chances and I don't know but it wasn't Luis Munoz that played the decisive pass was it that was Juan. Oh, yeah, 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 it was but, Juan but, you're right, but you're right, though. Luis Munez was the one. Luis Munez was really good. About we'll talk about the goal now. Then I think that since we're here, um, I think Luis Munez was great in the goal because there was a lot of players around him calling for handball, and we'll talk about that in a second. But Luis Munez didn't react to it and just thought, well, he played on and he played the pass that went through to Juanpi, and then yeah, Juanpi's pass was awesome. Like it just absolutely perfect and I know we've been critical sometimes of that final pass with him but that was absolutely perfect and actually I thought it was a really good finish as well he seemed to it, he made it look remarkably easy I thought but um uh yeah and well should we should we deal with that question so the ball went in and then about a minute later we go to VAR which I was like I, I was thinking why is it going to VAR I didn't understand but then they showed the replay and well, I'll get your opinion in a second. I, I thought it was, I thought it would be very, very harsh if they got rid of it. But in this VAR world, I thought it does actually touch his hand. That's going to get ruled out. I was quite surprised actually. Um, I don't know. What about you? Um, well, I yeah, I, I didn't see the handball at the first time when it happened. But in the replay, yeah, you get a bit a bit scared that they might. Um, uh, how do you call it? Cancel the goal? Yeah, disallow it. Yeah, um, but I'm glad it didn't happen. And watching the news, uh, reading about it, um, the VAR couldn't. What what uh, what I heard and what I read couldn't um, uh, take it because the play was already gone. Ah, right. Okay, so that makes sense. Because well, yeah, I suppose we passed it up the pitch by then and but yeah I, I was quite surprised yes, so, I, 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 go on, sorry. 
uh, the uh, the ref had to, uh, yeah, if if he saw the handball, he, he should have made a decision uh, direct, and the VAR wasn't allowed to um, judge that handball. I think something like that. Okay, so, so one I, not, one person who did judge the handball. I don't know if you saw this today. Um, Fernando Vasquez, who is uh, Depo's manager, he went ballistic and he chased the referee down the tunnel after the game. And uh, today, basically, the referee wrote in his match report uh, basically what he'd done. And today, he's been banned for four games, Fernando Vasquez, because of his... Uh, well, I think he's had... I think this is not is not the first time this season he's been critical of refs. and So, yeah, Depo... When we were talking about the games coming up for the teams around us, Depot also don't have their manager till the end of the season now, so that's yeah. But did you see uh, Depot extra Madura? Ah, yes, I was going to mention that as well. Yeah, because yeah. that, that might be overturned. So, do you, so, so do you think it 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 means anything that that Depo doesn't have his manager because he's on the He's, he's on the stands. But I think he was in the stand for that one, I think. Oh, I'm not sure. Yes, he was. Okay. Yes, he was. Okay. And he was he was um, where the substitute players were. Okay. All right, I see your point. You're saying and, does it doesn't matter. And he was screaming out to the field. And, and since there are no fans, you can hear anything. <laughs> yeah, everything. that's true. Yeah, I suppose. So, but, but also... In, in, what way, in what way is he bent? That, that's uh, to be honest with you. That's a very good question. I suppose the only way you can impose that ban is stadium ban that he can't go in the stadium. Yeah, that's a good point actually. Or he has to be up in the box, like in the director's box, and he's not allowed to communicate with his team. Yeah, that, that's a good question actually. I suppose I didn't really think about that. But going back to that extra Madura game as well, have you seen? that Depor were appealing that result. Well, I know I know you know what happened because you put something on our Facebook page yesterday and, well, it sounds stupid to me, but do you want to try and explain what's going on there a little bit? I'm going to try to explain it. <laughs> um, during the game, uh, well, you have, you have to have a minimum of seven professionals on the pitch. Uh, so... Extremadura had seven professionals on the pitch, uh, but during the game, one got injured. He left the pitch for one minute to be treated, uh, but came back on the pitch after that minute. And he played the rest of the game. So uh, Extremadura had one minute. Uh, They were playing one minute of the whole game with uh, six professionals because one professional got treated uh, yeah, outside of the pitch. Yeah. So I, I think it's ridiculous. If this is football, I stop following it now and I'm going to... We, we make a boxing podcast out of this. Uh, I, I, well, I've been watching the Last Dance documentary, so I, I might give basketball a go. That seems... Okay. Yeah, let's go basketball. And, and also, there's a basketball team in Malaga, so that would... That would no, that's even, that's even more drama. You cannot <laughs> touch each other. No. All right, okay. I'll stay away then. Um, no, well, I don't I don't like this seven professional rule anyway. I think it's stupid. If you've got players uh, 
that are young enough and good enough, surely you want to encourage youth footballers. But um, but but you are a little bitch if you appeal to this thing. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, that that is ridiculous. Yeah, that's I, that I sort of misunderstood it the first time I read it, but that now you've explained it that yeah. way, it, it's that yeah, that, that that's a nice way of putting it. That that is like being a little bitch, <laughs> like okay. a little big bitch, and and they they were the same bitch um, against Malaga because then they were crying, <laughs> mommy, mommy, the ref. Uh, didn't uh, didn't see the uh, handball, and they and and they counted the goal for Malaga. Well, if you see the game before that, uh, Depor against Wesca made one handball and one foul uh, just before their goals, and that's oh okay. So this is to uh, Depor stop being a little bitch. <laughs> There you go. Um, and actually, in a, going back to that youth rule, the Malaga's goal was main was all from players from the Cantera because uh, Juan de made the tackle, Munez made the pass, Quampi made the next pass, and Hicham scored. So why would you discourage teams being able to yeah. use young players like that? It's just it and, just never made sense to me. And another thing, the um, the coach of uh, Depor was sent off against Malaga. He was all the time coaching his bench. Um, he, he was able to talk with the players. He was able to to talk when the you know when they have the water break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was the one talking to them from the stands. So you did know, guess, if did, you want to play know, fair, I didn't know he got sent off. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, <laughs> I must, I must have been you, celebrating. At the time, still. <laughs> if 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 you want to play fair football, if that's what it's all about, um, then you have to be um, fair as well, and stop whining as a little bitch if you, <laughs> if um, because in my eyes, Extremadura didn't make any mistakes because the no. player was only off the pitch for one minute to be treated, so he still counts. Yeah, as yeah. a player on the pitch, I yeah, think. He's, well, if he's not been subbed off, he's an active player, really, isn't he? You know, fair enough if they, you know, if they brought on a youth player for a minute and then took the youth player off, you know, that is cheated. But ah, oh, that's that's bonkers. Um, well, anyway, if, if, La, if La Liga counts this in, we're making from this a boxing, a kickboxing. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, none of this uh, little bitching stuff in there. <laughs> Um, okay, so we've talked about stuff that happened after the game, so we'll wrap up this section about Chumbo and Biznaga. So, as always, we'll go negative first. Uh, who is your Chumbo, Chris? My Chumbo will be Tete Morente. Okay, I've, I've got him too, sadly. Um, I wrote three down, and the one I circled in the end was Tete uh, the other two I had written down were Adrian, again, sort of went missing, and Sadiku, who also went missing. Not so. It could, I could have picked any of those three, although overall I thought it was a good team performance. Uh, Biznaga. Biznaga. Well, I had somebody in my mind, um, and I'm going to do it. Let's go crazy. The Biznaga is going to Benkemasa. 
no. You, yes. are, you have gone crazy. Well, he, he didn't do anything wrong. I, I'll agree with that, but is is that it now? Just because he oh, Matt, he played the he played the game of his of his whole oh, of his entire career. Okay, no, no, we we I think he's deserved a bit of love. So we, okay, I'm happy with that. Again, I got three names written down, and the one I've got circled, we've not really talked about at all. But I thought he was absolutely amazing. I wrote down Ishmael, I wrote down Munez, who was awesome, but because he just played more of the game. Well, you probably know. I'm going to go Juanpi. <laughs> I thought he was brilliant. He was, I think, he was the best he's played since the restart. Considering we hardly talked about him in that bit, I thought he was superb, and he created the goal. And yes, I I, I agree, but. I, I have mentioned him. He got so many Pisnagas already. It was time for a different name this week. Okay, well, okay. Well, if we're gonna go that, I'll go. I'll go Ishmael just because he he made me look good with my suggestion, and he didn't make me look stupid. So I'll give it to Ishmael instead. So thank you for Ishmael. Get your heart out, Gavi from Sport Direct. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that was the fun part of the week, Chris. So I hope you enjoyed talking about that bit because we're going to go on to the, the ugly side of the week now, um, which was okay, okay. We're, um, we're recording on a Tuesday um, just after the Monday night. And Monday night we talk on Sporting Gihon and it, it didn't go quite so well. So we'll move into the <clears throat> talking about that next. <laughs> So yes, as I just said, we're on to the the sadder part of today's podcast where we talk about Malaga's loss last night. Uh, before we go into the game, Chris, um, usually when we do these, well, usually after a Malaga game anyway, I sort of go through the different news things, especially local news and sort of get, you know, see what people are saying about the game. But I wanted to start today because this I've got this beautiful quote from Malaga Oi, which is one of the local, it says it's Malaga today, so you you know, one of the local Malaga news outlets. And I saw this quote at the start of the match review of last night, and I thought it just sums up Malaga seasons perfectly. And it started with, Don't think I'm sad if you don't see me smile. It's just Malagaismo. I thought that was beautiful. <laughs> don't think I'm sad if you don't see me smile. It's just Malagaismo. And I think that's a nice summary of Malaga season so far. Do you like that? Um, yes, I love oh. it, but um, it's not only this season. Oh, is it not? Yeah, sorry. I, I think it, it, this is possible for loads of seasons, but yeah. Yeah. No, I, but, but there are also happy times. Of course, yeah, but I suppose the the it makes the happier times happier, doesn't it? So even like this week, yeah. winning against Deportivo was a happy time, but um, yeah, we're on to the sad times again now. We Although, to be fair, we've only talked about one loss on this podcast before so this is this is only the second loss we've talked about so again going back to the beginning I was well the lineup it was funny because uh, a guy tweeted us and I think I, sh- I showed it to you earlier a guy whose Twitter is yes. at leaving island so I don't know quite the story behind that but um he said about like do, does he think Pelissier put a sort of he didn't say a second string team out but like a, a more 
reserve team maybe to save players for the home game Friday. And I sort of replied saying, well, I thought the team we put out last night was not far off our best 11, but I don't know if you'd agree with that. No, it wasn't. It wasn't our best eleven. Okay. What what no. did what would you change then? I would have changed um, Diego Gonzalez for Ismael Casas. Okay. But I would say with that, that is only because of the last game. I don't think when I saw Diego Gonzalez, I remember thinking, oh, it's a bit of a shame for Ismael because he's so good last week. But Diego Gonzalez has been very good the last few games as well. I thought, but. But anyway. he also made loads of mistakes well, the games before yeah, okay. against Wesca. Yeah, that was the big one. So, and what else would you have changed? I that that's one change I would have uh, made. Uh, the other one is um, I wouldn't start with uh, Benke Massa. Okay, that's that's the only one I would have changed. That was the only one I sort of thought meh. And I wouldn't have started with Hicham. Okay, that's interesting because that is that one I could understand because uh, obviously Teti Morente has been brilliant, but I think that was Pelissier maybe taking a bit of a risk actually and thinking, well, he's just a young boy, just scored a goal in that, well, scored the winning goal in the last game. Teti Morente hadn't played particularly well. Let's try and get this kid's confidence up and give him a start again and. Yeah, in hindsight now, maybe it didn't quite work. But um, no, no, it's just, it's just, I'm just curious. Mm. I wasn't saying that I was right saying it was, it was close to our starting 11. I'd agree with the Diego and Ishmael thing as well, actually. But I wasn't horrified by that. But and then, but I, I think I was just happy because Luis Munoz was back and he played so well the, the, um, the week before. I really missed Katie Barbary from the starting from the beginning. Um, yeah, I don't know if you have to choose about uh, Benke Massa or Katie Barbe. I, I think, with all respect, that I, I don't understand how you can choose for Benke Massa. That, that's one thing. Um, and the, uh, at the other hand, um, I didn't understand uh, Hicham very well because Hicham is the player who you bring in the second half. We squeak and um, but it's the bit of extra you can bring after sixty minutes or after okay. fifty minutes. Yeah, that that's a fair point, I suppose. A sort of luxury player if you feel you need to go all out attack. Um, with Kaide Bari, I don't know if, again if you agree or not. My my sort of reading of that was because of course Kaide Bari is a far superior player to Ben Kamasa. Um, I, I was wondering if that was just a another punishment to him, sort of thing to say, right, you know. You've got sent off twice in five games, or was it six games? Well, sent off twice since the restart, and it was to sort of put him back in his place. So maybe it could have been, been that. Maybe I don't know. Let Let's be fair. The um, his second yellow card was stupid, but he's playing in a position where 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 the, where you have the biggest chance to get re- a red card. Yeah, yeah, I think. of course. Um, and you know, starting out a positive thing. But <laughs> before the start of this game, we hadn't conceded a goal in I think it was over five hundred minutes or and five games. So of course we went one nil down in three minutes in this game. <laughs> so uh, that was that was a shame to see that run put to an end. So 
So what went wrong in that for that goal, Chris? Diego Gonzalez went wrong. Okay, I I'd agree with that. Although when we was in the pub last night talking about this after the game, I wasn't defending Diego Gonzalez because he was too slow and too far away from the attacker. But also after the game in the pub last night, we were obviously talking about the goals and. I was saying, I thought it was a really good pass as well, actually, because he was under pressure, I think, from Quampi, who I know is not exactly the most physical presence anyway. But he curled it right around the defence, and I think the pass was so good that Diego Gonzalez was caught out. But I, I agree with both. It was a good pass, but Diego should have been quicker. But I saw some people... Well, I think I read somewhere, or I might have seen on Twitter, someone say Munier was too slow as well. Would you agree with that? Mm, I don't agree. No, uh, this was a mistake from Diego Gonzalez, and only from him. Yes, and then, um, obviously... Well, how did you think Malaga reacted to that as a performance? I think Malaga reacted quite good, yeah. uh, actually, because uh, they started playing. Each um, uh, uh, went solo. He was like, I'm, I'm running solo. I'm running so I don't know how the song goes. But he was, um, I don't know. He's he's a kind of um, selfish player, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, again, when I was watching it, the thing that was standing out to me, perhaps more than other games, and I think it might have actually gone against Malaga, was they seemed to be running around a lot. Maybe not running in the right places, but they... As if Pelissera said, look, we need a point, we need to win this, and we're pretty much safe. And he convinced them to just run around and work hard, and and maybe that's why these gaps opened up. But yeah, I was quite happy with how they reacted, but um, I think I spoke to you guys in the group chat. Um, Alvaro Vasquez scored after this. Um, I have a bit of history with Alvaro Vasquez because he was on loan at Swansea many, many years ago, and he was dreadful and he's still remembered by Swansea fans there's probably two or three strikers where people say who's the worst striker we've had and he's usually one of the ones that's mentioned so of course he goes on to score last night second goal what went wrong with that goal apart from Alvaro Vasquez scoring something's gone wrong if he's scoring what went wrong Diego Gonzalez again I think well that's my opinion I don't know are you what do you think about it? But well, I think it was all three of them, actually, for that one. They all seem, the, all three centre-backs, it just seemed to be, I don't know, it just it, it didn't seem a very difficult pass. He sort of just chipped it over the top of them and 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 he was through on goal. And, and then he had loads of time to set himself. And yeah, it's, I, I, so I would say Diego Gonzalez, but equally, um, I think the three of them. Yeah, probably. But then but then you're 2-0 behind and then yeah, then you know it's over. Yeah, um well, you sort of hope the Malaga might come flying out the blocks in the second half, but we've only scored three goals in a game once this season, so I thought well, we're not going to win now, but maybe we can we can try and salvage something. And then well, going back to the guy we spoke about earlier, when we did come up for the second half, the first thing I noticed was, again, a bit like you said earlier, Heacham was the one that was jumping out at me as someone that was maybe not making some good decisions at times, but 
he seemed to be determined to score a goal and do something and run at them. And he had that shot that was just wide. But I thought he looked dangerous. So I was quite surprised when he got sunk towards the start of the second half. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, I, I, it, I don't know. I, it, I felt a bit, um, uh, his selfishness. I, I can't deal with that. I don't, I don't like it because I think you have to go for the best option. And, um, I don't remember exactly who it was. It was Adrian or Sadiku um, was walking right in front of him, or it was Swampy, maybe. Yeah, it was Swampy, yeah. If he passed the ball, it would be a goal, definitely. So I, I, I really don't understand. And then he shoots from the, from just outside the box, and, and the ball goes wide over, and I think, wow, why? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it's, it's, I it's always the same thing with him. Mm, I don't know about that one. I think... I, I I thought he he wasn't far off scoring, but yeah, I think it was Juanpi the running front, and a bit like you said, oh, it might have been a certain goal, but then I thought, would Juanpi have scored? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Well, how do you think they? Because it seemed quite clear after a couple of substitutions that we changed formation back to four two three one. How did you think we played in the second half? I think uh, we we were the better ones. We had the ball position, um, but still creating chances. The bigger chances were still, I think, from for um, Sporting Gijón, not for Malaga. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? it? It did look like when they went forward, they always looked dangerous. I did, I did think, um, I didn't think Juanpi had a very good first half, but I thought maybe the last half an hour, he, he seemed to. A bit like I said with Hicham earlier, he seemed to want to get the ball all the time, and he was trying to make something happen. Um, although his, it was his, his free kicks, I thought were okay. His corners were awful last night, <laughs> and he just kept passing it to the goalie. And then yeah. um, one of the changes we made, though, is we did bring on Kaide Bari, who, as always, likes to get stuck in. And this is another one we had a bit of a debate about in the pub yesterday. Uh, he went to pass the ball and sort of got, or kicked the ball, I think. Um, it didn't look like a delicate pass. And he did get some ball, but then he took a lot of the player's ankle. What what did he think of that challenge? Because I think it went to VAR. Mm, I don't know, actually. Did it went to VAR? Yeah, I think there was a big pause. Because a bit like we said with the, the handball in the Depot game, as soon as they showed yeah. on the replay, I thought, well, for me, that's a bit clumsy and a booking. But then I thought, the way things are at the moment, his foot carried on quite powerfully into this guy's sort of the bit between his knee and ankle. I thought he could get red carded here. Um, <laughs> Again. Yeah, yeah. And you could see on his face, you could see... He did have a little bit of a worry on his face, but um, we, we got away with it with a with a yellow. And then, of course, he's the man that went on to score. I don't, I don't know if you've got anything to say about the goal. It wasn't the most beautiful. I, 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 I love his face afterwards. Yeah. Did, I, After the goal. Did, did we, I, I, was there a, like any meaning behind that celebration? Because he seemed to be sort of doing a hushing sound. He was a bit shushy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, uh, who I do you love it. 
Yeah, yeah, me too. It's, uh, I was trying to think, who is that? Is it? Is it? It's not a dust, is it? For for criticizing him for getting sent off, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I I love his little Albanian uh, angry face. Yeah, I wish he'd go back to having a bit more of a skinhead, though. I like he looks a bit tougher then. I think he was. Um, yeah, did you did you think it was an angry goal? Oh yeah, it was. Um, there's no way he was missing now, is it? Because it was from about four yards out, wasn't it? And um, yeah, they did look quite angry and yeah, quite enjoyed I think it actually. It was an angry goal. I like I like when players just hit it really hard from really close to the goal. So um, I did quite enjoy that a little bit. But um, did you did you have any hope? Did you think we might get might steal this or not? <laughs> I didn't have any hope in the second half because I thought we have difficulty scoring a goal and uh, definitely it it will be even more difficult when you have um, when you're not playing when you're not playing a good game yeah I was quite surprised actually I looked at the stats again this morning and apparently we had 52% possession which Okay, I could sort of see because we did have a lot of the ball the second half, but also apparently they had ten shots and we had nine shots. I was thinking I don't remember us having nine shots, but me neither. Okay. I remember my wife asking at um, nine o'clock what time Malaga uh, was going to play. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm guessing she does that. She yeah. she, she, think, she thinks she's funny. No, that is funny. You made me giggle. <laughs> no, um, don't tell her. Okay, I won't. Um, yeah, if she, well, you know, it's only me and you tonight. We could have had her on as like a third, a third speaker, but never mind. She'll maybe another time. Was she uh, done it? Yeah, maybe another time. <laughs> um, okay, there's, I don't think there's too much do, else. Do, do you think Jerry Seinfeld is funny? Um, he's not my favorite, but I do like that sort of comedy a little bit. But yeah, I'm not big okay. on him. Why is she a big Jerry Seinfeld fan? No, but she she has about the same humor as him. So. Oh, right, okay. No, American comics I'm, I'm not so big on. I'm more of a, you know, I like British comics. But I'm happy I'm making a podcast tonight. No, I'm joking. <laughs> She's quite funny sometimes. Okay. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll go to our Chumbo and Biznaga, unless there's anything else you want to add about that game, which we've not covered. No, I haven't much uh, to uh, to add to it. Okay, let's go then. Oh, I've just realised I, I couldn't decide on a biznaga. That's going to be tough. So well, I'll ask you, what's your, who's your chumbo first? I think I know who this is going to. My chumbo is Diego Gonzalez. Yep, that's the one I've got written down too. Not, but I, I think there was a few other players that had bad games as well, but just for the just for the goal being conceded and yeah wasn't great yes. um, and you know they that changed the game really and Biznaga I've only got one thing written down and I don't know if I agree with myself <laughs> so I don't know who are you going for Biznaga because this is tough actually this is one is an easy one Matt. Go I'm going it. for Sifu ah no that that is actually I'm going to change mine because he was he was the only one getting for because the only thing I've written down is Last half an hour, Juan Pieper. <laughs> but, but I couldn't think of someone for the whole game. But yes, he, I'd, I'd, I'd say Sifu, actually. I thought he was the only one, really, that played for the whole 90 minutes. I know. 
Um, and maybe maybe he missed his new partner in crime, Ishmael. He might have played even better. Um, and we might have played better, but maybe we'll see when we talk about the Alcorcon game, what we think about the next game, which I suppose that is a nice way to link into the Alcorcon. I had one question. What well, did you think of Ben Kamasa last night? Um, ben Kamasa last night, I thought... I just didn't really see him. I, I don't didn't really... I noticed him run around a bit at one point, chasing people but not getting near them. But I, you know, I don't think he stood out as being particular. You know, no worse than anyone else. Why? What did you think? I thought I thought he was awful. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I I find it so strange that no player in Malaga can play uh, can play consistent. Hmm. Then this one is is playing good. Then that one sucks. Then it's it's always every week it's it's different. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, because we have had quite a lot of players who we've given Biznaga to one game and then Jumbo the next game. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, looking forward. Okay. To this Friday because we are playing Alcorcon uh, again. As I said earlier, we had a guest with us and we spoke earlier today and we talked about. The time they beat Real Madrid, and we talked about we talked a bit about Madonna. <laughs> so I will leave that play out next, and then we'll come back at the end to round things up. This Friday, Malaga take on Alcocon, and just like previous weeks, we have a rival fan with us. In this week, it's in the shape and form of Alex O'Brien, who is, well, again, I'll let him tell his story. Um, he's an Alcocon fan, though, even though he's called Alex O'Brien. So how are you doing, Alex? Hi, guys. How are things? Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, um, so yeah, I'm probably the only English-speaking Alcorcon fan, uh, but I could be very wrong. I'm yeah, well, no, it was funny when um, I tweeted from the Giricast thing in in hope more than anything, and I didn't expect <laughs> a reply, but it took about, I think, about two minutes, and I was like, oh yeah, and I remembered, like, I followed you on Twitter, and um, but you're a, it says on your Twitter bio, you're a Cork City and Arsenal fan first, uh, so... Are you from Cork originally? Or? Yes, okay. uh, born and raised in Cork in the south of Ireland. Um, but growing up, I was an Arsenal fan, and I was never introduced uh, to local football. And then in around 2012-2013, I just just seen Cork City were playing and went out, and I haven't left since. <laughs> yeah, but that I think that, um, that's quite... That happens quite a lot in, in certainly Britain and Ireland, I think, where people pick a Premier League team and then when they get to sort of their teen years, I think they get their, they sort of discover their local club and then it, it changes. I know lots of people with very similar stories to that. But as well as Cork City and Arsenal, as we said at the start, you're an 
Alcocorn fan and you know tell me if I'm saying it wrong because you've corrected me just before we started <laughs> recording um, yeah, it, it's, it's not a team I talk about very often with my friends in the pub but we are talking about them today so how is a Cork City and Arsenal fan also a fan of Alcocorn what's what's the story there uh, well basically uh, I when I uh, began at university, I uh, took up Spanish as a subject, not knowing any prior Spanish. And around the same time, I kind of got interested in Spanish football as well, kind of through the Spanish football podcast and um, previous holidays to Spain. You know, I always kind of took an interest. Um, and then I got the, uh, um, the opportunity to go on my Erasmus here in Madrid. And... It all kind of kick-started from there. Um, my first weekend, Alcorcón were playing Real Zaragoza and they lost 3-0. Um, and I just kind of adopted them as my side ever since. Yeah, um, Chris, you, you know, you're the you're the Spanish one here, I suppose. Uh, well, you know, have you had any experience with Alcorcón before? Just Malaga games? and Yes, well, it is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I, I talk about Alcorcón much either. It's <laughs> another be... club that has been that is in the, in the news frequently or often. So yeah, yeah it's it's there. <laughs> it's it's a to play. They they have been last season and they will be this season. It's a difficult team, but but something else I can tell you. Yeah, Jack Harper and Mula. Yeah. Yes. So I, th- I think um, the whole Jack Harper signing probably put Alcorcón on the map in Segunda because he was signed from the Primera side and the Malaga connection. Yeah, yeah, and obviously it's it's a bit, um, I suppose, to British football fans and Irish um, exactly. <laughs> that he the is Scotsman playing in Spain. It, yeah, it, it's not something you see very often here. So any sort of link to Britain is. Generally, I don't know, it, it makes the news there, I would say, if a British player plays in Spain, even if it's like a little bit of news. Um, yeah, the only time I think some people might be listening who, again, as Chris said, Alcacorn are just there, <laughs> but they might not know much about them. But the name might ring a bell. And I, I do remember them because about the time when I was getting into Spanish football a bit more, they in 2009 or 2010, I've forgotten the year, but around then. Uh, they played Real Madrid in the Copa del Rey, and uh, well, do, do you want to tell us what happened there, Alex, and why I um, remember that? <laughs> well, in my defence, no, I around that time I didn't even know Alcorcón was a club, let alone a, a city in the south of Madrid. Um, but ever since I kind of adopted them as my Spanish club, I have um, been going into the uh, the history of them, and uh, it's probably the biggest game in their whole entire history. With that, that two-legged tie, um, the, there is a name for it as well, Alcoconazo. I was going to say, yeah. And uh, um, and you know it's a big deal, just before, sorry to interrupt you, you know it's a big deal when there's a whole Wikipedia page dedicated to Alcoconazo. <laughs> yes. Um, isn't, but, that, isn't that what the club is about? The, I know I meant it as a joke, but their, their top game was against Real. And that's, yeah. that's about it. There's not much to 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 tell. I think about the history of Alcorcón or well, they they were all, they're always. Um, I would actually say 
um, that they're a team that is punching well above their weight. Um, but they've um, they've stayed in Segunda now for the, for the last ten years, and uh, they've established themselves as a top um, half side. And uh, I think in within the next couple of seasons, maybe there might be a push for promotion because, as we know, with Segunda, I think Alcorcón they were playing Tenerife last night, and uh, a win would have brought them to within uh, one point off the playoffs, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, um, they're they're also uh, only maybe six or seven points from relegation. You know, so <laughs> it's a uh, a very tight um, league. So a mid-table finish isn't actually that bad because you could only be two points off the playoffs. Yeah, no, I, um, when I was sort of just uh, you know, I wouldn't say it was thorough research, but uh, you know, it was a Wikipedia sort of search just because I remember the Real Madrid game and. Um, it struck me actually, because just to be clear for those that don't know, they did beat Real Madrid four nil in the first leg and lost the second leg one one nil, so they knocked them out. But it's a Real Madrid team with like Raúl and Benzema and Van der Vaart and Guti. But it seemed to be the getting to Segunda for the first time because I believe they were like a third or fourth tier team mainly before that. Um, At the time, they were in Segunda B. And um, it seems to be their rise to Segunda coincided just after that Real Madrid game. Almost, it seemed to be like the kickstart to that. Yeah, that decade. That that was sort of how I read it. So, um, uh, so you've you've sort of mainly been following them for about so about two years now. Yes, uh, not even um, okay. literally since September. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and what has been your highlight? That's just, I, I suppose the question is, what's been your highlight of the season so far? Um, well, for me personally, I think there, there's two highlights. One I was at, the other I wasn't. Um, they beat Cadiz, who recently got promoted to Premier and They beat Cadiz 3-0. And uh, that same night, Cadiz got three players sent off. <laughs> oh, that uh, sounds so like Cadiz. It was, a, it was an entertaining game, to say the least. Um and the game I was in that, it to beat uh, Fuenlabrada away from home, uh, which would be like a South Madrid derby. Mm. And it, it, was, it finished 4 3 to Alcorcón. Ah, yeah, uh, I remember that. And uh, I remember I was uh, following it from my flat in Madrid, and uh, all you see was uh, Fuenlabrada equalised 3 3. <laughs> and then. Uh, in the 90 minute after fun just went up and scored a, a, a lady or a late winner and it was just mental um, and then obviously since I think since Christmas or since the new year uh, there is again I think you mentioned very briefly earlier there's that Malaga connection they've taken Alex Mulia on loan I think that was that did happen Christmas didn't it yeah it was in January, yeah. yeah. Um, so how how has he been doing for you? Because I've seen him pop up with a couple of goals. I remember one was particularly good, but how's he been overall? Uh, he's he's been a good squad player for us. Um, he scored uh, a great free kick against Pancaradina in a one of their rare home wins this season. Uh, Alcon are known for their away record, and if only they sorted out their home record, they they would be up within the playoffs and what whatnot. But uh, Alex Muller has definitely been a very good player since uh, he's arrived in South Madrid. You, you, uh, um, you, you, you quite like him, don't you, um, Chris? I think on one of the first podcasts you did, you mentioned him. What, 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 
you know, are you do you think he'll be back in Malaga next season? Mm, I hope he will be, but I think he won't ever set foot in Malaga Club de Football ever again. Yeah, certainly with the ownership, maybe. Yes, maybe the way they it. treated him, and I don't think I, I think I wouldn't even come back. Yeah, so basically, for the uh, like, correct me if I'm wrong here, Chris, because I I've sort of forgotten a little bit. Uh, he um, basically, when it came to um, releasing our squad list for the season, he was just unregistered without a club. Basically, wasn't he? That that was it. Yes, he couldn't. They they couldn't. They couldn't. Uh... Uh, put him in the list. Okay, and going on to a couple of other uh, Alcorcon players, I wanted to ask you about then, Alex, because um, uh, there's one who's doing particularly well this season. Uh, who I've forgotten is is it Juan Diego Molina, but he goes by a very different Stoichkov. name. Stoichkov. Yes, yep. his name is Stoichkov. Uh, and also, I notice in the squad list there's a player called Rui Costa as well. So. Um, First of all, I, I didn't know about Rui. I knew about Stoichkov, and perhaps we'll talk about Stoichkov a little bit more in a second. But who's the Rui Costa fella? Is there's no link there, surely? Uh, no, there <laughs> is not. Um, Rui Costa is on loan from uh, Porto's B side, and uh, for, he, he's in Stoichkov's um, shadow. As Stoichkov has just been unbelievable this season. Um, Stoichkov came in on loan from Mallorca um, and has just been immense since he's arrived in South Madrid. He's 16 goals in, in the league this season, I think, and uh, he is definitely the star of, of Alcon side. Um, and may, maybe um, at the end of the season, they may be able to hold on to him on a permanent deal. I, I'd hope so, anyway. And what is the, um, what is the Stoichkov, like, where does the name come from? Why? Uh, that, I'm actually, uh, I, I'm not sure. No, uh, I tried to find out too. I, I'm guessing because he does he hit the ball hard. <laughs> that's that's what Risto Stoichkov used to do well. Yeah, uh, I, I it, think it, he made he made it up himself. Yeah, I think I think I might that sound that because sounds familiar. He's just a Spanish guy. <laughs> well, the Stoichkov yeah, played strange. for um, Barcelona, so maybe. Maybe or Risto Stoichkov, I mean there. So maybe he just liked him as a kid. But it's I, I think it's quite cool he's called that. But go on, sorry, Chris. But did you did you know that Stoichkov agreed uh, with Malaga to play in Malaga this season? Ah yes, I remember someone else telling me that. Was that well? Yes, it's fair to say I think the agreement the agreement was there already, and then Malaga decided not to. Oh, that's a shame because we could have done with yes. a good striker. <laughs> um, yeah, he's definitely but... been the star of Alcorcón's side this season, and um, I, th- I think with with Alcorcón they have so many loan players this season that they may find it uh, difficult. Um, you know, with with the global pandemic that is that is around now and. Um, I personally believe like the transfer market will collapse in terms of transfer fees and stuff like that. So you imagine that Agricon would struggle to get many permanent signings in and may rely on loans again for next season. Yeah, you say that though. Um, I, I've heard two theories linked to that. I think you're right. There will be some sort of, you know, transfer markets can be very strange after all this. But 
for teams like Alcocorn and dare I say even Malaga, who are not financially sound either, it might level the playing field a bit for them and could maybe help them a little bit. But that you know, that's just a a theory which yeah. I, I don't think we, we 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 don't know what's around the corner. Basically, do we? No one in football does. Chris, was he going to ask something? Sorry. Uh, no, but I, I, I think I agree that that's a difficult thing for clubs uh, as uh, Alcorcon. In um, it's 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 difficult to grow when you have so many players on loan. I remember when Malaga uh, with the uh, previous owner, we had the same problem that ninety um, percent of our players back then were uh, on loan, and then you don't really grow as a club. I think your financial um, status will stay almost equal. Yeah, it's it, it's a tough one, is it? Because it's, it's, I know perhaps people who are listening back back in, like English football fans who you know have adopted Malaga and listen, they might support lower league teams, and it's it's the same story there where they they live off the next best thing in of a Premier League team, and then obviously that player is not gonna going to stay there like for example uh, to not to go off on too much of a tangent I saw uh, 18 year old Jack Grealish play for Notts County and he was just unbelievable at that level and they they sort of built a team around him for one season and then obviously went back to Villa and and then they collapsed after this. so yeah it can go can go both ways I suppose um, apart from Stoichkov then Alex is there any other danger men we need to look out for or anything you know about uh, this team Malaga should be aware of uh, yeah, they have a, a young winger called Oscar Arribas, and okay. uh, I think he's definitely one that may establish himself as a Premier player because okay. uh, he, he's young and uh, he scored a couple of early goals for Alcorcón this season. Okay, uh, no, I've not heard of him, so that's I'll keep it. Was it Arribas? Arribas. All oh, right, yes. I like the name as well. Arriba, Arribas. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they also have a centre uh, defensive midfielder, Richard Voetang. Um He is a very um, reliable centre defensive midfielder. And actually, you've just reminded me, I, I meant to write this down, but I forgot to. Uh, about half an hour before we came on, nothing to do with speaking to you, but I just sort of had a half hour and ended up on the La Liga website looking at statistics, because I, I do that sometimes out of boredom. Do you know what statistic Alcocorn top? <laughs> I only found this out half hour ago, so I'm not. Uh, that would be for the most away wins this season. Oh um, right, okay. I didn't know that. That's not the one I was going for, but that could be right. That's, that's I would say away wins, but um, they win 19 games unbeaten away from home this season. Well, I think you'd be right then. That's very impressive, and uh, <laughs> we'll talk about the Malaga game shortly. That's quite worrying. Um, but no, yeah. apparently, and going back to your man Boateng, who seems to have a lot of yellow cards. But okay. Alcocorn have created what, what, what would you say made the most fouls in the league this season by quite. It was a little bit of a gap as well. I think they were quite a bit ahead. So, so we can prepare for maybe getting a bit of, of taking a few kicks. Basically, I don't know if you've noticed that yeah. they would you say they're a dirty sort of tough team, or is that just uh, an anomaly. Um, well, I suppose whenever I did watch them, it didn't come across to me like that. I mean, the the 
as I said earlier, when I seen him play caddies, caddies got three players sent off. It wasn't so much Alcorcón being a dirty side. It was. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I well, facts. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, facts but but you know the facts numbers as always in football they don't tell the whole story, do they? Those yeah. they could be they could be the other team manipulating perhaps a naive team. You, you don't know, do you? Like um, Alcocorn being tricked into those fouls, you don't know. Um, yeah. So, what? How would you describe this style of play if you could? Because I know with some of these teams, it can be a bit more difficult because they. Um, they yeah. Know. Well, they seem to play very well uh, in games where they should um, they shouldn't be. Like, for example, they beat um, Zaragoza away from home, 3-0. They beat um, Almeria away from home. Uh, they drew with Cadiz away from home. Like, these are all top sides in, in Segunda. And then, for example, they played Lugo, uh, with all respect to Lugo. Uh, but they are, uh, is it second or third last in Segunda? Uh, third or fourth last at the moment. Yeah. I think, actually, I think they're in the they're top of the relegation zone. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they drew with them at home, um, and um, with Santander as well. They they drew with Santander, so they seem to grind out results against big sides. Um, but I, I think then when they are playing um, big sides, I think they sit back and wait for the counter attack. Whereas then when they're up against sides, they're better than they try to play football, and it doesn't really work out for them. Okay, listening to that, then Chris, what the sort of the feedback Alex has given us in Alcocon. How how does that make you feel about Friday's game? Is there anything in there that particularly worries you? Um, well, let me first say when you talked about the yellow cards, I I started thinking of uh, Madonna. Is it Madonna with a with a physical song? Ah, right. Yeah. I, no, I was I was about to correct you and say, Chris, I think you're thinking of Maradona, but you know, you are thinking of Madonna. No, no. <laughs> Get in physical, physical. <laughs> physical, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. no, you're right. That is Madonna. I didn't think we'd be talking about her today, but there you go. Here she is. <laughs> Here she is. Um, no, I, I'm worried, to be honest, and um, I would like to make an agreement that we keep it a 1-1. <laughs> uh, because Alcorcon, I don't think they are playing for anything anymore. Because I think um, the uh, playoffs are a bit too far away. It's four points in two matches, too many teams above. Yeah. So let's agree on a draw. What do you think? I, I would have said if they beat Tenerife at home last night that they may have a push for it, but. I agree with what you're saying. Um, I actually think that with the away record they have, um, you you would think that they would be um, favourites going into the tie. But as I said, against the lower sides away from home, they only seem to have a scoreless draw or a low-scoring draw. Oh, that, so I, that hurt. I'm, I'm a, that hurt. He called us the lower sides. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, yeah. it, it doesn't hurt. I, I'm used to it already, but <laughs> I, I am. I am to be honest. I'm. I'm afraid of Alcorcón Friday. Yeah, the draw, like you said, Chris. I think a draw would be. Uh, I think we've said maybe fifty points should be enough to stay up. Maybe, maybe not, but 
a draw, I think, would be a great result. Um, and, and obviously, you, you would have mind. I think, oh, go on, sorry, Chris. I, I think I think it will be enough fifty points because if you see on the on the schedule that is re, the remaining schedule for um, Lugo and uh, Albacete, they have difficult teams to play. And if they lose one, well, and we get one point, we are there already. Yeah. And of course, Alex, you, you I don't think you would mind a draw because you sort of let slip to me when I was messaging you that uh, you do have a little bit of a soft spot for Malaga, I believe. Uh, yeah. Um, so, I suppose I used to always kind of holiday in Tarmelinas and uh, Ben Almadna. Um, and, of course, I always wanted to see La Rosaleda. So, i never actually seen a game there, but I've got the stadium tour twice. And I have a few Malaga shirts uh, hanging up in the wardrobe. Uh, and as of course, as I said earlier, when you brought out the podcast, I, I was glad because it's it's kind of hard to get um, a lot of English speaking um, coverage for Segunda. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was delighted uh, when I seen that you were going to do a Malaga podcast. Yeah. Now I think about it, I I can't think of another. One I've come across that does Segundo. I know there's a quite. I know like the Spanish football podcast does little snippets of it, and I think La Liga Lowdown does too. If, for those listening, if you want some Spanish football podcasts, there's two good ones. Um, but yeah, I think we might be the only one. That's that's quite fun. When I think about it. <laughs> um, I suppose I hadn't thought about it. Um, so yeah. Uh, so you, you obviously want a draw. Me and Chris will take a draw, but we want a win. Uh, I'll go with you, that Chris, first. Then, what 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 is your score prediction for this game, or what is your prediction? I will give it a one-one. Okay, that if I if I was going to make a prediction, I I was going to say one-one to um, and I think I think Al, did did you say one-one earlier, Alex, or what? what do you I think, think I'll change mine just based on yours. So I'm going to go for an Alcorcon win, a one-nil win. Okay, so what's um, to score? Uh, ah. <laughs> take your am mic. I allowed to swear now, Matt? Uh, no. <laughs> Matt, am I allowed? Do no. you have to beep? Do I, do, have I do to have beep? the beep, so it depends. It's up to you. If you want to swear and be unruly, go for it. If <laughs> if, if we lose, we're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we are fucked. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think we are. If we lose it, but it was very very scary last game then. Um, but yeah, um, right, so I will, we'll finish that section there. I just want to say again, thank you to Alex for joining us. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, and uh, just uh, great work, lads. Um, the podcasts are great every week. I really enjoy them. And thank you for listening as well. What's your, what's your Twitter, thank Alex? You great, if, uh, my Twitter is at AlexisO'Brien48. There you go. So if, um, if you do want to... Get a bit of Cork City, Arsenal, Alcacorn, and maybe a little bit of Malaga. That that's where you can go. So thank you again, Alex. And we will maybe if we're in the same league next year, we will talk again next year. <laughs> Thanks, lads. Yes, cheers. Cheers.
Okay, so once again, thank you for to Alex for that. We're just going to finish things, well, you know, sort of tidy up and finish things off, really. So I suppose having talked about those two games, the the good, the bad, and we've talked about the Alcaron, who hopefully are the ugly. Um, do, do you like that? I quite enjoyed that. Um, what have we learned from those two games this past week, Chris? What have you learned? What I've learned that you always have to go on the pitch excited to play football. Okay. And uh, Peggy Sher always has to listen to Matt. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well. So, so you know my question now. Okay. Which is? What what 11 should start? Which lineup should Peggy Sher bring against Alcorcon? Okay, so. Senior Palace here. This is the team that I would go with, and I've not thought about this, so I'm gonna, I might have to reflect on it later. Uh, so definitely Munir in goal. I think that's done. <laughs> um, and then I would go back to Juan de Lomban, Ishmael, Sifu right back or right wing back, Juanca left back. Or no. Right. no, no, Luis Hernandez. Mm. Uh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say no for now because I just don't know how fit he is. If he's if he's perfectly fit, then maybe I'd take him in for Juandi. But I, I, because okay. actually, to be honest with you, I would say that now I think about it. If he is fit, then Juande, as brilliant as he's been, he did look a little bit more tired last night, and he's a young player. Maybe he does need a break. So okay, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. We'll go Luis Hernandez, Lomban. Ishmael, Sifu, Juanca on each wing bit, wing wing bit, <laughs> wing bit, wing back. Um, I'd go Barre and Munoz now. I think they're both ready to, you know, because I, th- I think I've said before, can they play together? As long as they. That's say, what I was. That yeah. was what I was going to ask you. Yeah, I think um, they aren't really good together. No, they're not. I think. I think it just need they need to coordinate who's the one that's going to be a little bit further up the pitch and who's going to stay back. And to be honest with you, I think I would have said before, Munez needs to be the one that's further back. But actually, the more I watch him, I think he's he's not just a. I sort of saw him as a defensive midfielder mainly before, but I think he's I think he can offer quite a bit more up the pitch. Um, um, yeah, I would go with those two, and then Barre stay back and not break anyone's ankle or get sent off. And uh, I, I, I would go for Barre and Adrian. But okay. Yeah, yeah. This, I, I just, I don't know. Adrian just seems to keep going missing for me. And I think we, this is the game we need to just get it done, hopefully. It'd be, it wouldn't be great if we're going to Almeria and needing to win or whatever. Um, and then I'd have... <laughs> of course, I'm going to have Juanpi. <laughs> um and yeah, I'd, I'd probably go back to Tete Morente. We've we rested him a game. Uh, he might have gone. Oh well, they dropped me the last game. I'm going to show them and sort of Juanpi on sort of that. He sort of plays a little bit right, doesn't he? And Morente a little bit left, and then yeah, well, we don't really have much choice up front, do we? It'd be Sidiku, um, uh, Buena Casa. I think he he came on again last night, didn't he? Still just running around. Not really doing much. Be uh, to be honest with you, I was thinking about it last night. It'd be it'd be nice to see um, Julio come on again because he's. I think he's had a couple of 
sub appearances, but really late on. And you know, bringing Buena Casa on doesn't seem to work. So why don't we just try something different? But I would love to see Aaron Niger. Ah, yes, and uh, not not starting from the beginning, but maybe the last half now. Well, I think I've said before. I mean, he seems like a he seems like a really cool guy, and. It, it, it maybe it's set up for him. Maybe this is he, he's going to come back from injury, score the winner against Almeria to keep Malaga in the league, and then just leave, <laughs> and it'd be like this amazing story. But um, yeah, yeah, me too. I'd be up for seeing him. Um, why not? We've, it's like we've tried everything else. Um, is there any other? Buenacasa isn't just it. No, I think I would do the same. I would leave um, Hicham as a surprise act. Yeah. Maybe we can take him in a box, like a cake box, you know? Like a birthday surprise. Uh, right, okay. And he can say, hello, motherfuckers. All right, okay. So you're awfully sweary tonight. I've got, I've got to do Yeah, I've I got, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I got a reason, because I'm sure Pablo um, from Sport Direct... Who edits it? And well, he doesn't edit it. He uh, I edit uh, it. I'm not letting him take credit for that. <laughs> uh, no, uh, but he uh, listens to it uh, most of the times first. Yeah, and then he up- uploads it. So uh, he has to trust us. He, he does trust us. So if I do- he's always listening okay. because he's interested. Uh, but they are very busy in Sport Direct with all the football going on. Yeah. Uh, very busy because they're doing every game. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, I've, I've seen how busy they are. So, so if if uh, so if there was a swear word in here, it would be a bit surprised, motherfucker, to them. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> good job, Matt. And and I think we can use a little bit of. Uh, yeah. Of more aggress- aggressive uh, in here. Well, Malaga does bring out an aggressive side in people, I think, because because they, they 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 can be very frustrating. <laughs> um, but we, th- we are we are way too too uh, too nice for each other. Yeah, maybe maybe we need to be a bit nastier. Maybe we need to be a bit more like Kaidi Bari. Kaidi Bari, if yeah. he were, if he was on this podcast, he'd be swearing all the time. I bet. Yes, that's and, why. And then he'd be calling us all sorts of names and then kick one of us. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I love no, him, really. I, I would, um, I would uh, definitely go with your, um, with your lineup. But mm-hmm. the only thing I would change is... Um, Adrian. Is Adrian for... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let me think. Luis for Munoz. Because... Yeah. You said what you said earlier, you and I agree with you. They both can't really play well together. Yeah, this maybe I've I've seen them play together a few times now. Well, we all have, and it's not really worked. But I don't know. On paper, it looks like it should work. So maybe I'm just thinking this time it will. This is the time it will. Maybe I'm just being too optimistic again. But um, yeah, I wouldn't. I think if. Any of those sort of, if those, any of the, I think the only people we said different were Adrian and then we talked about Hernandez or Juan de. I think if either of those teams were put out, I, I think, okay, fine, that's cool with me. Um, there's no big surprise there. But yeah. Could we put, um, because we're taking Juan de out, 
could one day play as a central um, or as a, a defensive midfielder? I don't know. He seems to be a, a quite a tidy centre back and like quite a, you know quite calm. Maybe I don't know. I've never seen him play there, but I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be my first thought. But are you are you just trying to do like put a player in the wrong position now to take some credit like I did last week? <laughs> no, but I, I like I like messing around with the sport direct guys. So. All right, okay. Well, I leave it. I leave that up to you then. Um, but yeah, is there... I'll be on their show Thursday. So there you go. If you want to listen to more Chris and hear him in a different language, check out Sport Direct yes. Radio. That's they usually record about eleven, don't they? Or what time do they? Twelve, Twelve. but that's live. Yeah. So if you want, if uh, or, or if you want to just you know you're listening and you're learning Spanish, it might be useful for you as well. I think I'll be quiet the whole, the whole episode, no, the whole day. No, I would say some things, but I, th- I life is difficult. Eh? <laughs> That's what you need to do now, because you do this podcast, you do stuff for them in Spanish. You need to find, well, you, you've got a Dutch friend with us. You, you need to do one in Dutch now, so you've got all your languages yeah. covered. What would you call the Dutch version I- of this? The Dutch, sorry? <laughs> yeah, the, like if you had to do a Malaga podcast in Dutch, what would you call it? I'm trying to think. I think it would be Girikos as well. Yeah. Well, there's no word for Giri. Yeah, I was trying to think it of a better be... word. Right. Let I... me think. What would be... I'm thinking of a pun on Rude Van Nistelrooy, but nothing's nothing's come yet. Um... <laughs> no. Um, no anyway. We're still trying on contacting uh, Rude Van Nistelrooy, but yeah. it, he's a difficult guy to, uh, to find. Yeah. Anyway. Right. We'll leave it there then. Um, thank you once again, Chris. Thank you. Enjoy your time with Sport Direct Radio on Thursday. And thank you for listening again. Vamos Malaga. Adios.